The time of the signal, 1 o'clock. Stay tuned now for comedy. I never take it. When I speak in rhymes, I, I get words that rhyme. 
I, I'd like to know why why some people think that they can use poetic license all the time when I never do. Now, shut up, will you? Go ahead, Phil. Shall I start over? Yeah. In December, when Christmas will come, that will be the time for all the fun. Time to get some gifts and toys. Time to get some fun and joy. Children shout, Christmas is here. Santa Claus and all his reindeer. Ho, ho, says Santa. Here's your fun. I have Christmas joys for everyone. Thank you, Ted Malone. And now... Beautiful. I think it's... Very nice. Judy, in addition to being a, a songstress, she sings, you know. Beautiful. And she dances. In addition to that, she writes poetry. I think that's very wonderful, Bill. Where did she get her talent? Not from you, certainly. Not from you, but Louis B. Mayer and myself are like this. And uh, (laughs) I could call him. I think he's out in California. Why not call Louis now? Call him right now. Uh, Hello, operator. Get me Louis B. Mayer, please. Hollywood, sure. Hello? Hello? Hello, Louis? Yeah. Ray Golding. Right off. How's everything, boy? Oh, pretty good, Ray. How's your latest movie? Don't you say this was? Look here, Son of Thunderhead. Yeah. How is it going? Fine. Going swell. Well, look, I'm calling from Boston. Uh, I've had my scouts... Where are you calling from? Boston. And uh, what do you think? Tego O'Brien's on the way out? Well, I don't know. We've been kind of worried for a little while, but I guess the kid's uh, going to stick around with us. Well, I'll certainly hope so, but I have a kid up right. here. Well, thanks for asking anyway, and I'll be talking to you again, huh? I can help you again, Louie. Be glad to call Okay. Bye. Bye. How'd you make out there? He didn't very say. anxious to have your daughter come out there. So what else is new? Well, what else was there? What's the other public service? Uh, last night, uh, we, we played a Christmas party dance over Radcliffe College. Yeah. You know? And uh, we got on the job rather early before all the guests had arrived. Oh, and you we, dickens, you. We saw two girls, two girls <laughs> sitting there with long faces. And they weren't dressed in I the prefer that type of girl myself. I, I remember one time I went to a dance and I saw somebody with a long face and I went over to him and I said, What's the matter? Are you feeling lonely? And the long face answered, <laughs> It was a horse. <laughs> well, I was just speaking figuratively. Go on. Well, uh, it seems that one of the girls... Uh, you are a beautiful voice. Uh, First of one all, one of the girls are you panning yourself off as a molder of public opinion? As an entrepreneur? Are you telling these people that you're on the radio and that you'll do things for them? Well... Are you going around doing that, Green? Look, Green... Because if uh, you are, you know... You can divorce yourself of this program well, immediately. No, and we'll put you back on... We can always get any Miller, you know. Easy. I was just trying to do a kindly service. All right, go on. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the girls had made some infractions of the rules so she wasn't permitted to go to the dance. And the other girl, State, had a cold. He called her up at the last minute and said he couldn't I've got news for her. I saw him over at the theater with another girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, but he two, didn't have a cold. The two girls it. couldn't attend the dance. Either. I see. So to atone for missing the dance in some way, I promised to play Body and Soul for them, for Phoebe and B. Phoebe B. 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 No, Phoebe. Phoebe B. B. and her new canoe canal? No, no, no. Yet, Bogotak, Nisogotak, Connecticut? No, no, no. Phoebe and B. Phoebe and B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't mind if I play a song for them, do you? No. No. But, uh, but you I always pronounce that name Phobe. Phobe, yes. Uh, I pronounce it Phoebe, huh? Uh-huh. And uh, B, of course, is, is short for Bobby, I suppose. Oh, B is the one who wasn't, uh, who, who was the bad girl. Uh-huh. She came in five minutes late one day, you know. Well, well, that's what she like gets. I mean, when I set up that college over there, I set down Lars, Bill. Well, I, just I, I, have I them keep telling as dean over there, I like to uh, have those girls <laughs> come in at the at the right I mean, time. If five I, minutes or five hours makes no difference. That's right. I mean, uh, the, the fact. Well, remains, I tell those girls that. The fact remains, they just don't pay any attention to me. Just a moment, Dean. 
The fact that she was late. I can't stand anyone who's late. I tell him I can't stand anyone who's late. But I think she had a good excuse for being late. Well, she had a good excuse. I shouldn't have been so rough with her, I suppose. Uh, Dean, supposing we have another dance, will you let her go, please? Uh, might do that, yes. Thank you very much, Dean Gum. And now, Bill, why don't you go and play? Why don't you play that very same song there? Bob and I will dance around the old breakfast table. There's the great Johnny Green composition. There was a piano player. Johnny Green. Who made this toast, incidentally? I know he wrote it. Johnny Green wrote Body and Soul. That's a late bulletin press from Bill Green. him with you, because uh, he, he plays it. He plays the piano quite a bit in movies, particularly with Jimmy Durante and June Allison, whenever she stops crying. Well, I've got to tell you the most important thing. These two girls organized the Bob and Ray fan club over Grand Why Square. didn't you say so? If there's anything I like to talk about. Obviously, that's the truth, and they also listen to Ken and Bill in the morning while making up the beds. Well, 
Well, well that's about the only thing I'd ever want to do if I was listening to the Ken and Bill show. Yeah. Either be make up a better tale or be down. sleeping. <laughs> but that's all beside the point on your head, Bill. Now, if you go back to the piano, please, and finish that crossword puzzle. The word you're searching for is juxtaposition. I think you'll find it that fast. Now then, out there, what's new with you, see? Hello, 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 hello. Why don't you sing your theme first a little bit? Huh? Well, I have to have my, uh... My piano. Run over there, will you, uh, Wally? Archie. Archie. Let's have a little piano music. No, you. You. Bill, you're a genius. Chesterfield satisfied women and men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfield A, B, C. Feeding America, it's time to eat soup. Here's old Soup Face himself, Eugene Crumlin. Thank you, Gene. Thanks, We're all Tony. gagging on a couple of these here spaghettis that were thrown in on the noodle soup, you know? Thanks, Tony, very much. I don't mind noodle soup if it's small noodles, but when they throw up a large spaghetti in it, boy, it's trouble, you know? Yeah, hello, hello, hello. Yes, it's time for Eugene Cumliff and his Stop the Scouts program. Wait a minute now, Tony, till I tune up my ukulele. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We've got all night, sir. That's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to tear up this commercial. Oh, well, what? This makes everybody laugh. This makes everybody laugh. You're going to show how he thinks right on his feet, or with his feet. Just to prove it's all ad-lib. There it is, little pieces. Tear it so soon. I've got a late bulletin. That's your contract. <laughs> I, made a, I made a substitution there. Well, hello, hello, hello. Uh, what you don't know is I have another copy of the, of the commercial underneath here. See, but I'm going to tear this one up too, like that. But what you don't know is I got another copy. Of I know the it goes commercial. on for fifteen, twenty minutes. I have fifteen copies of the commercial underneath. Well, Eugene, here's our first good scout. His name is Lyle Gum. He's a bugler. And, uh... Thanks, Tony. Where do you come from, Lyle? Boston. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And, uh, who did you discover? Me. Where did you first discover yourself? Shaven one morning. I found <laughs> me standing there. <laughs> I see. And you... And I was singing, and I said to myself, that ain't bad for a young guy what's had no training. And, uh, I said, I want to speak to Eugene and see what uh -huh. he can do with you. Would you like to try some of this soup I have right here? Oh, thanks. I saw them cooking up. <laughs> now, uh, you're going to sing a little song for us? That's what I'm planning on doing. Sing yeah. a song what, for what you. What type of songs do you do? Oh, mostly romantic ballads. Like uh, like what? Well, like Casey and the Railroad, like that. <laughs> and uh, have you had any professional background? Oh, yes. Surely. Where did you uh, appear? Well, I appeared at uh, Hampton Beach. You've appeared at Hampton Beach? And a new trunk, so I just on a piece. I didn't do no singing, but oh, I was I see. appearing up there uh -huh. for a, a matter of hours. Then uh -huh. I made an appearance one time at Park Street Under. <laughs> it was a command uh, performance. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, you said that. 
so I did. I, I tore up the wrong thing. Well, uh, is your accompanist, Archie, you are... I brought my own accompanist of my brother. I see. Does he play... Melvin Gum. Does he play professionally? Uh, no, in a regular way. You know, ten fingers, pounds away with his feet on the bottom there. All right. Well, let's let our spotlight fall in on Lyle Gum. Yeah, stop. Oh, I knew you were going to drop the spotlight on me. That ain't fair. How can I sing now? Now, everybody be very quiet because we want... Me, particularly, because I'm out like a light. We want the reaction meter to work absolutely right. Incidentally, how does that reaction meter work? I mean, I've sat home nights and sometimes I said he should have won. The guy got that big reaction. <laughs> and uh, the other fellow didn't have much of a reaction. I'll let you in on a little secret. I have a foot pedal underneath his feet. Oh, yeah. And they just put that. See, see it go away. You're a croupier. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Okay, now let's have your song, huh? Okay, sure. Take me out to the ball game. That's a good timely one. Take me out to the park. Where is Alvin Dark? You got the word. Take eh? me out to the ball game. <laughs> Me out to the park. Hello. Come on, El Dark. Hello. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Hello, hello. I ate very cranky. It was stanky. Me out to the ball game. If they don't win, it's a sturdy. Or it's one, two, three, four balls. Take your face. A little wrinkle I put in by myself. <laughs> Now let's have a generous round of applause for this young Lyle Gum. Boy, great. Wonderful. Now I think it's time that we have a, a, a little reprise. Our time is just about up. Let's bring out each one of our scouts here. First we had the young marimba player from Red Bank, New Jersey, who played Kitten on the Keys. You're out of me, folks. Then we had the the uh, female quartet from Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> and finally the Thanks folks, thanks folks, thanks folks, thanks folks. The, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's five. We oh. only had four. Then we had the the uh, bird impersonator from Red Bank, New Jersey. I also play the marimba. And finally we had the the young songstress Lyle Gum. Take me out to the ball game. All right, that's enough. Now. Let's see who the winner is. I see by our reaction meter that the winner is. Harvey Crumlift. Harvey. Will you come back out here, please? Thanks a lot, you came <laughs> stop me on this rubber ladder to success. <laughs> well, you've got a long road to hold. I won't be appearing on your program in the morning. I don't like it. i got a late bulletin for you. I want to be spotted with Jack Smith. And uh, we're sending you over to see a big producer who may put you in a, in a Broadway show. How does that sound? Awful. One thing I hate is the stage, you know. Want to try some of this soup I have here? Oh, thanks. You couldn't give it to me. Well, they see our time is just about up for tonight, but we won't be back again. Tony. Yeah? Did you call me, Eugene? I'm laughing over here. You're wearing your college pin, a toothbrush in your lapel. Where'd you go to college? Yale. 
Sign me off, Tony. I prepped the Doc Alliance. Bob Brangerman, laughing and giggling and smiling to stop the scouts with Eugene Crumlin. He'll be heard again next week at the same time when he drops you by soup. Want to try some of this soup, Tony? Oh, thanks. I seen a maggot. Wait till they tune my ukulele. <coughs> I have a nasty cough here. <coughs> it is rather a bad cough. It's too bad we don't have a, a, a cough. Where is concern. Ken today? Kenny? Yeah. Ken Wilson. I've seen him for years. Have you? No. Ken. Uh, Ken is still sick. I guess. Are any of the funds missing? No, not that I know of. Well, I haven't. By George, why don't we look in the strong box, Bob? All right. Let's open it right here. We keep it strong, friends. We keep a little loose cheese wrapped these, around us. Just down these few stairs. You want to come on? Where do we I get just one of Jack Granny's riders to come with us? He okay. could make it much funnier when we get there. <laughs> Our sound effects man wouldn't do any harm. Just down these few stairs. Keep the strong box down here. It keeps it cool. Money doesn't stick together. Uh, just across this corridor here. <coughs> now, I think through this door... Yeah, th- just down these few steps. Be there. You go Aren't you coming? Well, I don't want to go down there alone. Well, go ahead. I'll be right up here at the head of the stairs. You'll just be keep, there. Just keep whistling. Okay. And if somebody grabs you by the throat, I'll come right down to help you. It's so ludicrous. Wait a minute here. There's a note being written to me. That's some magic handwriting there. Isn't it, huh? Mm-hmm. Bill, what is it going to be when you get through? Well, now you just want... Call the Bill is, it, yeah. Bill has had a, a wonderful idea here. I can see it. <coughs> Very good, Bill. Yeah, and you'll good. see me in my office after the program. Put it on paper and get uh, it. I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Now then. Uh, now it's time for Heart's Content. The new radio serial starring Marsha Van Allshot as Grace, Sherman L. Sturdley as Edward. One moment, please. We've had so many requests for those hearts content that we offered that we only have two or three hearts content left. So if you'd like one of these hearts content, simply address your postcard to us, hearts content, care of this station. And by return mail, we'll send you out gift wrap of beautiful hearts content. For Young Love, we have the Puppy Tent. But now to our story. The story that asks the question, what time is it? This is the story of a young, sophisticated New York debutante. Hi, folks. Who goes out west seeking romance and happiness in a deserted mining town. Also seeking my husband, the bump. She proves that she cannot find romance and happiness. The trouble she meets and the pitfalls go to make up her life in heart's content. As we're looking on her, she's in a pitfall where she's just fallen. She's crying and sobbing. Hey, lady. What? You just fell into that pit. I know, and I've fallen into a pitfall, you know. <laughs> yes. Would you help me up, please? Yeah, thanks. I'm crying. What are you doing, crying? I have to say that. Ah. I'm not a very effective actress. How long have you been on the show? It's my third day. Uh-huh. I don't think you'll last. Aren't you the neurotic on that other mystery program? <laughs> yeah, I think there are quite a few of them. Well, I recognize... Glad you asked me that. 
Well, I reckon... I also heard every morning for four or five hours. I side out with, hello, hello, hello. Oh, I've heard you. To my ukulele now. Oh, I've heard you, yes. Will you help me up out of this pitfall, please? Sure thing. Huh? My land, I've never seen so many... So many peach pits down in there in my life. Now, what was it you came here to Hearts Content for? Find my husband. Right. When did you last see the gentleman? He was on the Harvard team that went out to play Stanford. Got that again? Oh, we have a few Harvard students in the studio, friends. And, uh... Tell by the haircuts. No, as a matter of fact, you couldn't tell by their haircuts. I could only tell them by the points on their head. <laughs> but uh, we're glad to have them. In fact, they're the two fellows that went to the, uh... The, uh... What was the name River of School. School? River School, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And they uh, were up here. I suppose you folks probably remember the day. You remember them. Lyle Gum and his brother Chewing. <laughs> sure. That's right. Well, they're here anyway today. They're here, but getting back to me, uh, we were standing there in heart's content, listening to Grace say, Well, well, the scriptwriter had a bad day. He didn't turn out much copy. Oh, well. So it goes. Grace, I might say, is famous for her cliches. Oh, well. That's life. Just the other day, Grace said... Happens to everybody. And tomorrow we'll hear Grace say... I should worry. That's tomorrow on Hearts Content. Oh, who cares? Oh, I'm not worrying. Hey, Mary? Yes, Bob? Hi there. Hello, folks. Haven't seen you. What are you wearing that cowboy hat for? Today? I like it, Bob. Believe it or not, I, it's keeps me warm. I can pull it down over my ears. And, uh, a friend? I don't know. I think a lot of women, uh, particularly uh, women who, uh, who ride horses, should... Uh, should wear cowboy hats. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I think they could do something for you. I mean, for instance, supposing you uh, you had your hair cut too short, there's nothing like a cowboy hat to cover it up. Of course, people will probably giggle at you for wearing it, but once you get over it, well, that 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 first uh, that, that first week when you have the cowboy hat on, I believe you're all set. I was talking with Mister Goulding, my legal advisor, this morning. <laughs> and uh, what time this morning? About. Uh, Eight o'clock, uh-huh. and uh, Mr. Goulding said that uh, you should. Uh... <laughs> well, what did he say? Mr. Goulding, I might say, is out of the studio right now, so he doesn't know a thing that's being said about him. What Bob doesn't know is I'm backstage, very depressed. What he doesn't button. know is I know he's backstage, and I have another button here. Bob doesn't think that I know that he knows I'm backstage here. Meanwhile, I'm changing my location to the organ loft. Ray doesn't know it, but I'm already in the organ loft, and. What Bob doesn't know is I have a special trap door in the organ loft that will let him fall into Joe Kelly's magic barnyard. What he doesn't know is I'm not standing on it. What I already know is he's in the magic barnyard now. But what I don't know is, what time is it? And with that, we listen once again to Bill Green with a very brief offering. No, we don't want to hear him now, Bob. I th- I'd like to hear a little more piano. He hasn't done much on today's show. Well, he played Body and Soul, and he played it very beautifully, and I think that's enough. Why don't you play a little bit of Under the Double Eagle March, huh? Just to keep us in the mood? Sure. What are our favorites? This may be the next Bob and Ray record. <laughs> Right in. Take-
this gum. Oh, well, wait a moment here. If the principal hears you swinging that song, we'll all be in Dutch. Is it yeah, right? yeah, well, well. Uh, I've been in Dutch here for some time. I didn't know if you were going to call it coil on me or not, but you did find me a puff in my new champagne in Dutch. Did you, did you happen to see or hear what... what Listen part? to me on my other program, Dr. Christian. Uh-huh. I always tune on you in you for Mr. Keene, traced of persons lost. Yeah, I will. Well, okay. What did you say, my friend, Alan? I was going to say, did you happen to see what he says? Yeah. <laughs> About what he learned? He's all right. I like it. He's all right, that Freddy. Yes, sir. He's great. But anyway, uh, I, I laughed when I read that he said all he learned in algebra was that X equals his father's signature. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. And also the fact that he could earn more money chasing runaway horses in Mattapan than he could in Boston show business. Mm-hmm. Which is certainly a reflection on you, Bob, the well, leading I've done show all, business figure in I've town. I've done all I could, and i just thrown up my hands. All right. Handle what I want. <laughs> well, look, friends. Uh, despite the fact that we'd love to stay here for the rest of the afternoon, <laughs> uh, we can't do it because of uh, previous, previous program commitments. Commercial commitments, too. That's right. There are programs scheduled from now right through until 1 o'clock tomorrow morning. Believe it or not. And we just have to get out in order because the whole schedule would be all uh, mixed up. juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. And uh, so we will have to say goodbye now. And uh, then on Monday we'll, we'll say hello again at 1 o'clock. Good. I think that's an awfully cute arrangement, Bob. And I think we're all indebted to you for thinking about it. That's all right. I think of those things. Matinee with Bob and Ray is a regular public service feature. This afternoon's production is under the direction of James Sullivan. Who? James Sullivan. No relation to John Florence Sullivan. Well, we'll see you Monday, friends. Have a pleasant weekend. Marshall Van Allshot played the part of Mr. District Attorney. I'll try to have a pleasant weekend. How about you, Bob? I'll try to. We'll see you Monday. Good morning, everybody. Don't bring by the piano.